Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 113 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. We are back here in the year of 2020, getting ready to kick off the the second year of Anthem. So, I mean, I mean that's pretty exciting. I mean, we have, before we start, before Anthem are released, we always talked about the potential of Anthem. And then Anthem are released, and now we're still talking about the potential of Anthem 2.0 and what that means for the game. Um, and I, I guess we can do like a retrospective. I don't want to do a retrospective. We've talked about the game a lot. Um, but I am kind of excited to see where everything goes from here. Because right now it does feel like that time before the game is released because we don't know what exactly is going to happen. I feel like we have a skeleton of a game that the developers have a chance to pick off the muscles that they don't want, put on the muscles that they do want, and get this skeleton up and moving around. Hopefully True. the... Um, the bones and everything that controls Anthem um, has been fixed. We we have speculated a lot that there were some issues with things like back-end coding that would not allow for quick changes, whether that was through the inscription system um, that we haven't seen a lot of updates to or just to the overall loot system in general. So hopefully those are things that they're working on, things that they can change. There has been a lot of speculation on places like the EA forums and places on the Reddit that people are saying, hey, this thing's going to come out um, at the end of this quarter. So EA has a fiscal quarter that, like currently, we are fi- we'll be finishing up fiscal quarter number three in January, and then we'll move on to fiscal quarter four of 2019. So sometimes when people talk about the quarters of the year, they don't necessarily correlate with EA's quarters. But a lot of people have been saying at the end of this first quarter of 2020, what the, the way that every other um, person thinks of quarters, that they think that 2.0 is going to drop. And I don't know like if, if maybe I missed something that, people have, that someone has said that, yeah, this is pretty likely that things are going to drop here. But um, That's wishful thinking. I, to me, that's wishful thinking. Yeah. It's not enough time to fix everything they need to fix. I mean, Bioware's been pretty awesome developer in the past. Um, but I mean that's they need a lot of time to basically remake the game. So I mean it, and and we could we can speculate that even if they started the idea of two point because that's how I mean, once a game gets shipped and launched you know, that team gets split up to, okay, you're going to be working on, you know, fixing bugs, you're going to be working on what's next, and you're going to be working on the next big thing. So there is a chance that at, you know, February of last year, almost a year ago, there was a group or a small team that said, hey, you're working on what's next. So even if it did start back then, I still don't think, you know, one year is enough time to get us to where we need to be with the amount of issues that we were having with disconnections, you know, we're having optimization issues with frame rate. I mean, it's it's pretty rare. Like, you know, in free play, it's tough to even get above 70 frames when you have everything on ultra, even with, like, the rig that I have, which is a pretty powerful rig. So there's things like that that they could be working on. You know, where does the story go? So it's going to be 
I'm interested to see where everything goes this year and I'm excited to see where it goes because at least there's new opportunities to see to see new things. But yeah, there's no way that 2.0 <clears throat> releases anytime until after EA play this year. Well, and you you got to think that they would hopefully do, you know, testing before 2.0. So <clears throat> I mean, you mean, they, you mean PTS specifically. Yeah, PTS specifically. And um, to test out features, make sure that things are working the way they want them to. And just, I mean, they've already used it twice, two or three times. So why not use it again, right? Make PTS, use it. People want to play. Um, obviously, it's a lot harder to do that on consoles because of the certification process. So it is difficult, you know, for the console players to play yep. the game. I mean, it's really demanding, and you can obviously tell by the way it plays on the current-gen consoles. Even on, like, the mid-gen refreshes, it's... I mean, it plays pretty good, but it's it's nowhere near, you know, what it is on the PC. And, I mean, we still don't have a really important feature, which I think, you know, any multi-plat game should launch with now that Sony is no longer blocking people, which is crossplay. <laughs> so, um... I'm hopeful for that to be in there in 2.0, but Devin um, likes the crossplay. I do. I love crossplay. Crossplay yeah. is amazing. It works great. And it, it, at the very least, uh, I would like to see like cross save because as somebody who's yeah. just been waiting for the opportunity and um, has slowly been saving up to build a PC so I can you know join the PC Master Race once again, um, like. I, I, I've made so much progress in Anthem at this point that, you know, I just, uh, uh, yeah, like if I, if I finally get over to PC, it's like, I'm losing all my cosmetics. I'm losing uh, all my, all my gear. I'm losing everything. It's a full fresh, it'd be a full start over, um, like over a year into the game. So like, I, I would love to get some, I would love to get cross safe more than I would like cross play at the moment. And you can't get that gear. I mean, there's no way that you'd be able to get the exact same gear because of if you rotating stores. Yeah, so, it's well, even with, even without the store, it's just like the gear that you have. There's no way to get that exact same piece again. I mean, I haven't ever gotten two of the exact same pieces of gear. There's one that's been close, yeah. but all, all my builds gone. It'll, it'll, it'll but be not that the builds thing. matter right now, anyways. But yes. And I, and I think that's one of the, you know, one of the things that hopefully that will be addressed. Also, I mean, this is just pure speculation. We know new consoles come out this year. It would seem silly yeah, to yeah, put man. out, you know, I mean, we know that they, in one way or another, in one form or fashion, Anthem has to come to the new Xbox and to the new PlayStation. So to do all the work now to put out 2.0 and then have to do it again at the launch of new consoles doesn't seem like a good opportunity you know, a good usage of time, especially when they can take that extra several months to continue to polish and iterate. Anyway, that's all speculation. That's what we do here on the show. But, um, you know, I'm excited what to see what happens. What if they not support current-gen consoles anymore, except for... Uh... <laughs> this is, like, the craziest idea. If they only supported mid-gen refresh forward, right? Like... Uh, that That is a crazy idea, because right now, I mean... How, how would they? You can you can play on the original Xbox. You can play on PlayStation Four. Um, but at some point, I mean, eventually games are going to have to stop supporting those consoles because it's I, just going to. 
you know, if, and, and this might be like open up into another conversation when we talk about, you know, everything that they're talking about with the new um, Xbox Series X, that they're not going to have exclusives um, for that console because they want people to still be able to play on the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X for about a year or two years out. Um, yep. Just because they, I mean, Xbox, either because they're scared of the amount of units they have in the wild, so by making all the games that come out compatible with the S, the X, and the Series X, that gives them more opportunity to sell games. Um, yeah. But if they were just, if, I don't know. I don't it mind it for the first year. I mean, cross-platform cross or, you know, cross-gen, I think, is is perfectly fine for the first year or so. I mean, third party usually keeps it up for two or three years, especially for the big... It's a long time like to FIFA. keep it up, too. It's true. I'm usually it's, after four hours. You, you have to call somebody. Uh, I was waiting. I was waiting. I knew it was coming. But four hours is a long time. No, but no. I mean, it's definitely eventually. What are they going to do? Right. At some point, they have to say, "Hey, all right, we're going to support only this version and up." Like if you have the mid-gen refresh with better GPU to be able to handle more stuff. Um, I think that's still like over, you know, 2021, you know, is when I think end of 2021 is when we'll start hearing games where they're like, oh, no, we're not supporting last gen anymore. Even like, you know, because you talk about Sony where they're doing some of that stuff. But, you know, it's just not what this podcast is about. No, <laughs> no, it, it'll definitely be interesting. So we do have 141 days until um, EA play, which is, I'm guessing. They already announced a date for it. I mean, EA play is always the first week of June. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what if they change their mind? Um, if they I don't, don't want to be out in LA. I, if they don't want to be right in the same week as, e, as E3, no, nah, I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, they could pull a Sony and they could pull out, um, but I don't think EA is going to do that. Um, Man, I hope they put it in a different location, but like, I don't know where they the put it. They're still in it. Yeah, no, that's, that place is really. They could small go to the and... Anaheim Convention Center. I would like that a lot. I mean, there's many yeah. places they could go that would get you off of that hot, black, tar, you know, asphalt that they have out there that is just makes it miserable <laughs> I, unless you get into uh, the media center. I, I'd say this is somebody who lived in Los Angeles and still kind of loves Los Angeles. I would just like to get it out of Hollywood. That place is too chaotic uh, on a daily basis to have an event like that. Uh, there, like it's well, I think just... they should move E3 to Vegas, anyways. So, that, you want to move E3 to Vegas? That's well, not the worst they, idea. They actually, actually, have much bigger convention area area space for like all of E3. So, I mean, if you look at just numbers alone, like they only had like sixty six thousand people at E3 last year. That's sixty six thousand. That's a lot, right? But then if you look at like Gamescom, they had over three hundred thousand people come to Gamescom. Because they have so much more space, you know, walking into E3, it's like you're slammed in there with just everybody shoving into these small areas trying to play at 10 or 12, you know, maybe 20 if you're lucky, uh, game stations and waiting for hours on end just to try and play a 10-minute demo. And which is cool enough, you've never been before, it's exciting to go first time, but after the first day, you're just like, I'm just going to stand in line for two more days on cement and hope hope I can get in to do something. It's just not consumer friendly with the amount of space that they have. So yeah. Anyway, so 
So I, I thought I saw I, I saw phantom noises. I saw phantom noises out of the corner of my nose. Um, <laughs> so there's 141 days till EA Play. That's probably the next time we'll hear something about it. You know, we are coming up, like in one month, we'll be at the one-year anniversary of Anthem. Which is kind of ex- exciting, right? It came out on the 22nd. Crazy. Official launch was the 22nd of February. Um, we, we got it on the 15th because we had access to the PC version. And we stayed up for like 36 hours playing that thing straight. Melted some graphics cards. Yeah, we did. It was a good time. So it was a long time. Well, Steven didn't get to play as long as Mike and I did. but No, because I had work. You guys were like, I'll just take the day off. Which, I mean, like, you guys, that's jealous. Yes, all right. But I think we got our time in. Um... So, kind of funny thing, like, I've, I've I've logged in over, like, 300 hours on Anthem, right? And to a lot of people, like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a lot of time playing Anthem. So, I've been cruising on the forums and EA Play, Reddit, or not EA Play, but the EA forums, and talking to a lot of people that are like, yeah, I have, like, 2,400 hours in Anthem. And, and at first, you're like... At first, you're like, that can't be right. But I, like, I give people the benefit of the doubt, right? I try to, anyway. That's a lot of time. Like some other people said they have like week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of time. So congratulations to those people. I mean, these are probably the people that are at the top of the leaderboard. So I mean I'm glad that people are enjoying the game. I'm glad people like have that amount of passion for Anthem. Because that's pretty awesome. So congratulations to those people. Alright, so let's do some quick housekeeping here, real real quick. You can call and leave us a message at 505-386-7917. We'll play that on the show if it's appropriate. If it's not, then we'll just save it and we'll laugh at it um, off the show. Or we'll play it before. (laughs) If you want to support us, since we've been doing this for so long, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. You can support us there. All patron members will get access to the pre-show recording that we do where we talk about random stuff. Today we had a discussion about robots um, in professional sports leagues. That was super exciting. So you can um, you can catch that. I, I mean, you chip in a dollar, right? Chip in a dollar, and you're good to go. So Umbrella Ops says, um, "I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but Chaos Prime is dead set on thinking they announce 2.0 at EA Play. I think it'll be much sooner. So I mean, we we've been speculating that that's you know that's when we'll hear." about That's 2.0 my 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 frame of thought right now is as much as i would love new stuff i would much rather them go the cd project red route right now and just delay, delay it until it's perfect right because there's there's no way that bioware can release anthem 2.0 in not a close to perfect state after the launch that we had with 1.0 then you just lose all credibility, yeah. right? Like fool me once, something, yeah. something. Fool me twice, and have a biscuit. Um, so they've they've got <laughs> to do what they need to to get everything almost perfect. So take the time. Like even if they announce in June and it doesn't come out till September, I mean that would be a bad time because then you're up against Cyberpunk. And September is not good. But I mean, September, but new Marvel Avengers game. Yeah, but there's September. not a good time after after EA Play, right? And it, at some point, you just have to release it, and you just have to hope that, you know what? We don't know the model. We don't know if it's going to be, hey, December. you have to pay for the game. Not December. <laughs> so we don't know what what model they're going to take, whether it's going to be free-to-play, whether it's going to be a brand-new launcher. We don't know a lot of that stuff, so it's hard to say, like, hey, how is this going to affect it? But no matter what you do, you start getting into the holiday season. 
you know, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII. We're talking about Cyberpunk. We're going to the new Call of Duty, probably the new Assassin's Creed. Right? It's just going to be overrun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at, yeah, at this the, point, this they year just is a tough place to be. Yeah. So at this point, <laughs> do what you need to to make that launch solid to make the game. You know, we don't have those login bugs that we had the first time. We don't have the disconnect issues that you know we ran into, and then hope that the people that are passionate about your game will continue to play it and then via word of mouth people start coming back to anthem you know and that's that's really what we can hope for and that's what the community can do to get people back in because there there are there is a decent amount of people that still support the game and still play the game that you have to give those people that support you you have to give them a good product because right now we're just basing it all on well they can do this they can do this we hope they'll do this right and if they fail at that and release it too early just because they want to get something out then you know then what's the point so yeah well i mean they're they're in a tough spot because i mean i think august is the optimal time for them to release it especially now because you know two big games got pushed to september and really, like you said, after that, it's just new games, new consoles, and, you know, and if no they don't Star get it Wars out movie, before so. then, then, I mean, it's going to just get pushed to the side by everything else. And, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't. It's a tough place to be in, but, it, I mean, they've released stuff in the past at tough times, you know. Um, but, I mean, this has to be a big, shining, you know, they have to announce it ahead of time. They can't just drop it. Yeah. They can't do the just 2.0 is out today, guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that won't work. Uh, they can't do the show, don't tell thing or work. something that big. It, so, anyway. It really feels, it really feels, uh, I know we said this already, but it really feels like we are back to before the launch of, like, the original launch of Anthem. Because it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the, like, there, there's, already a lot of attention like regardless of oh, what they put out next uh or how much they put out next or the way way in which they go about it there are going to be a lot of eyes on it uh only to see like is it going to be another well uh another well, to use uh the more toxic sides terms another dumpster fire or is it going to be a <laughs> redemption story like I don't, I don't think Anthem is a is a dumpster fire in its current shape. I do, I, I do think that it has a multitude of problems, uh, but it has a lot of good points as well. But it, it, it like like that was saying, it's it's got to be in the best shape possible when it releases. Otherwise, we it is just going to fan those same flames, and it, it can't be just okay. It needs to be great to uh, of, like to properly combat the criticism and the flack that it is guaranteed to get. But I, once but it I, gets, but I don't think you want to fight that battle, JD, because at some point it's like, what's the point of fighting that battle, right? Well, no, the detractors will saying always be there. I, like the whole thing is that, like, uh, like look, it, um, what, what's the old uh, the old adage about like two uh, birds in a stone are worth <laughs> more no, than it, one in the foot. If if you want peace, prepare for war or something like that. Where it's like, I'm not I'm not saying that they gotta like go out there and like fight all the negative press or anything, but they need to have a solid wall to defend themselves with. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they gotta 
you know, put the dupes up or anything like that. They just they just have to be sturdy enough to take what is inevitably going to come because there are going to be some people that are going to try to continue that narrative that it's still it's still terrible just because there is that anti that there is that anti EA um, uh, diatribe uh, that is present in the games industry that mm-hmm. there's always going to be that group that thinks it's bad just because it's EA but there's also going to be that, that gets added to when it is actually bad so it's true but yeah no i mean it's it's going to be there and they're going to do i think you know they've been heading in the right direction with the good stuff that they've been doing and yes it's filler for now as you know uh, umbrella ops is saying like yeah these events are filler and that's fine we understand because uh, we're waiting for 2.0 so but i just hope you know i really don't think they're going to announce it before ea play they need the time to really make it um but i think they could announce it you know say in june and then have a public beta you know on consoles as, on, as well you know in in july and then released release in mid to end of august give them at least a couple of weeks you know before you know, the new marvel game comes out and then almost a month you know before yeah. cyberpunk but i don't know yeah. i mean it makes you that's wonder their, if that's their job Right. Yeah, their job, not ours. All right, so go give us a follow on Patreon, get access to the cool stuff. Um, let's get into the news. We have a couple news things that we want to read. So on the 9th, we got a update on the progress reset compensation because the tip of the iceberg stuff was not tracking correctly. They tried to fix it. It stopped progress. They had to reset it to get it going. So, Mike, will you take us through the um, update that the Anthem community team hit us with, and then we'll talk about these things? Hey, everyone. We hope you all had a great holiday. We're back in the office here at Bioware, and we wanted to drop an update for you on the challenge tracking issues that we ran into at the beginning of Ice Tide. For those unaware, back at the beginning of the season, there was an issue that... An issue? Issue! Issue, the word is issue. (laughs) I'm going to try that again. That was a uh, Winnie the Pooh reference. It was Winnie the Pooh. For those unaware, back at the beginning of the season, there was an issue that prevented everyone from gaining progress, specifically in the tip of the iceberg challenges. While we had a fix for that, while we had a fix for it that worked, we solved the original issue. It unfortunately had an unforeseen side effect that caused everyone with existing progress not to be able to gain any at all. In order to fix this, we made the decision to reset everyone's progress so that everyone could correctly gain progress again. After discussing the right course of action, we want to alleviate some of the frustrations that you may have experienced. Due to original progress lost, as well as the time invested that was made by many of you before the challenge reset, shortly after this post, we will begin granting everyone who has logged in since the Ice Tide update until now for 20,000 seasonal crystals. 20,000 seasonal crystals. When we know for sure that the grant is live, we will also leave an edited note on this post saying it has been applied. Note, you may have to log out of the game and back in to see the crystals grant. Additionally, we want to address some of the other questions the community has been asking since the start of Ice Tide. Tyrant Mine. As many of you have brought up, we have not yet added Tyrant Mine to the Seasonal Ice Tide Challenge rotation yet. 
This is due to an issue we saw in testing that we did not feel confident in releasing until it was addressed. The good news is the issue has been fixed and you will see Tarrant Mine in the Ice Tide Seasonal Stronghold rotation soon. Armor Sets Just to let you know, we do have plans for new armor sets in this season. Those will come later in the event following an upcoming patch. Thank you all for playing Ice Tide. As usual, <laughs> we, we'd love to know your thoughts on the game, so feel free to share your feedback with us here. It's always appreciated. Anthem Community Team. Hey, Mike, do you have a two two times speed? Do you have like a 2x speed? <laughs> uh, no, he does not. For, for all the uh, for all the audio listeners, Michael just flipped me the bird. He gave the he, so, he flipped up so the double I think bird. <laughs> the thoughts on the compensation. Can I, can I make? I'll, uh, I'll, let me make a couple of comments real quick on things that they've updated. Um, so compensation has not fully been released to everyone. There are still people that have not received it. They said that they are still working on it. That it's taking them a while. I don't know why it's taking them this long. To release it, I got mine day one. I don't know if you guys got yours, but I was able to. You got yours today. Yeah, I got mine today as well. I was reading through the notes again, and I was like, because I was playing yesterday, and there was nothing there, and so I was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to get those, and I logged back in today, and they are there today. So I was like, wow, that took a while. (laughs) So I, this it's really interesting that it is taking this long. I don't know if they have to like do it manually if they're going through like everyone that had played just by everyone that logged in yeah. recently. That seems really weird if they're doing it that way. But um, maybe they're doing it alphabetically. But I'm under F, so I don't know why they would. Uh... I got mine like as soon as this thing went live, so that's kind of weird. So that there is an update that they're still working on it. If you don't have it yet, um, be patient, I guess. I mean, in all honesty, it's 20k crystals. Like it's nothing to write home about. It's four legendaries. Still, if you don't have it, though, like I, I remember reading over this again before today, and I was like, "What? I don't have my crystals yet because I had forgotten about them." And then I was reading it, and I got pissed off for a second. I was like, "Well, I don't have my crystals yet. What the crap?" So, so why did you get mad then? Because I thought, surely it can't be taking this long to get it done. So somehow I didn't get counted, and I'm not getting those crystals. That's what I thought, honestly. For like, I was like, "What the crap? I'm not getting." I was like, "I've played multiple times before." You know, they talked about this. I did did runs for every stronghold so far, and I'm just like, "What?" So I was just like, in that moment, I was just upset because I was, like, I was just played yesterday, and I still don't have those twenty thousand crystals. It's not a huge deal, right? You're saying it's not a huge deal. It was really not, but still. When you're supposed to be compensated for something, and then you feel like, well, I'm not getting compensated. Am I getting screwed again? You know. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was getting screwed before because I'd only, I hadn't gone super hard into the uh, expansion yet. You know. So I don't know. It was a weird feeling. I felt upset for like half a minute. <laughs> Mike, is that it. just like the negative Yelp, Yelp review, like knee jerk reaction Devin's having here? I mean, do. You, do you have your crystals, and do you care if you even have 20k crystals? Because it's only 20k crystals. I, I I apologize. I don't know if I have my crystals or not. I haven't even checked. You know, um, I've I've been playing. I, I remember reading this post when it came out. And I'm like, okay, 20,000 crystals. But 
I haven't, I haven't, it hasn't been an issue for me. And I, and I honestly couldn't tell you if I have them or not. Just because you don't even check, like, you don't even spend the crystals? I, I don't, I don't, because I don't go to the, because I don't go to the store. Um, I think I've been burned by the chest, and so now I have, I have a bitter um, taste in my mouth from that. I mean, I mean, it's not going to make me comb my beard on live TV or anything, but, but it still just, you know, makes me a little upset that that happens. <laughs> that people comb their beard on live TV, that makes you, that makes you upset? No, that I don't have my, that I don't have my crystals. I, I don't. I don't know why that exact reference popped in my head, but it just sounds like something like, man, I'm so angry that I'm going to comb my beard on live TV. You know, I, so, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way my mind thinks in my in my non-two times speed. So, all right, all right, so, all right. so you said that very quickly, Michael. I appreciate it for, for those of us that listen and talk in two times speed all the time. So the, the crystal issue is really weird, okay? and it, it's a hard issue because, first of all, there's a lot of people that got a lot of um, – time reset people that put in the time to do the strongholds to do the races to do all of the world events and they got that time reset i was not one of those people i did not start my challenge until after everything was fine luckily right so i so i don't feel like i needed compensation but for those people that did get a reset like 20k is kind of a slap in the face i think but then again they can't just individually reward people crystals so they have to do something that would make sense across the board, right? Because you can't reward everyone 100,000 crystals. I mean, you could, and people would, you know, get a bunch of legendaries and end up deleting 90% of them. But still, it's like, well, you can't reward me 100,000 crystals, and then you can't reward, like, Phaedrin, who did a ton of this stuff. You can't reward him. I mean, he would want 100,000 crystals, but even then, it's like 20,000 <laughs> 20, crystals is maybe three... It's probably three GM2 runs, two GM1 runs. So it's not a lot, right? You can accumulate that super fast. Like, you're supposed to do 20 to get the armor at the end of the tip of the iceberg, like, level 2. And I think I have, like, over 90,000 crystals. Because, like Mike, I'm not even spending them. Because I, I, I just don't care to. I don't want to go through the, the frustration of opening, you know, 10 boxes and then just deleting them all because none of them apply to the build that I want. So I'm just like, I, I'm fine being at, you know, level 940. Everything that I have works for me. My build is fine. I can do the content. Like, I, it's, I mean, it's probably just a waste that I'm not going to use any of those crystals. But it's also like, I really don't care to go through the process of, you know, searching for something that's maybe 20% better or gives me another, an extra steam vent that has an extra charge on it, right? Because that will just so, frustrate me. So, I mean, I mean, obviously I'll spend the crystals when i get them because what else are you going to do with them and i'll spend them before the end of ice tide because they're not going to stay around um i don't know I, I don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm hoarding crystals because i want to try to just open a bunch of boxes at once i don't know if i'm waiting for something to show up in the store that's going to that is not there now you know that kind of thing like like when we, when we tell our kids when we go to Disneyland, you know, don't spend your money on the first day. Wait till the last day to see, to make sure you see everything, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, feel that that drive, I, and I'm just think, teasing you, JD. So I think part of that too, Mike, is that we don't know what's coming next. We don't know yeah. if there's another event after this. So it's like, does it even and matter it, if I we get Steve, different gear? Well, but you know what. 
I, I do think that there's another event coming after this, and I think we can assume that there's going to be another event coming after this because this is because this is the um, oh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? This is the uh, Last? model that they have. Oh. The model. The no, I think this model, is the model. Yeah, this is the seasonal model. But but I but like many other seasonal models, this currency isn't going to translate to the next currency. You know, no, I, it, it and won't. if I and if I remember right, we lost crystals um, during um, after uh, the first cataclysm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, so you you have to spend them. You can't hoard them. You know, I remember I remember hoarding other stuff in other games, and and it got to the point where like, do you guys even remember what to do with these things? And we and we didn't know what to do with them. You know, so 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 Umbrella like, asks. He wants probably have like five hundred. Yeah, so Umbrella asks what our progress is in the Tip of the Iceberg Challenge. So I'm specifically only going for Tip of the Iceberg 2 because that's where you get your cosmetics. And I think I only need 10 more um, Stronghold runs because I've got 10 already. Very so cool. I did all the I did all the races. I did all the world events. Now I'm doing the Stronghold runs and getting like the notes and completing those challenges will just come with that. So I'm only 10 away from getting the armor and then I'll go find the 100 wreaths after that. So I'm actually pretty close. But I've been doing it a little bit every day, and it makes it at least bearable. So and that's as, how you have to do it. As somebody who only started chasing the tip of the iceberg challenge in the last week and a half, um, like, do you have to do? Uh, I, I just have that. It's like, can you just repeat trials, or do you have to do each individual one? No, you can repeat the same one over and over again. Oh, okay. So if you like go to the Emerald, I did mine in the Emerald Abyss because there's two really short trials out there. <clears throat> and over near the Emerald Abyss, there's also a coolant event. So while you're flying around doing those trials, you can just pop over and do the world event when that thing pops up. And that's an easy way to do it. Um, that's where I got my gold. So that's a, that's an easy place to do it. I think there's a shorter race somewhere else that's even uh, shorter than that. I think it's only like maybe less than a minute. But that that's where I did mine. Um but yeah, 40 coolant missions, that's that's pretty rough. Um, I just you turn on you turn on Netflix and you watch a movie and you just set it on farm and you just got to go. Otherwise, it's <laughs> it's kind of brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it it's if you do it a little bit at a time, if you if you eat that elephant one bite at a time, it makes it a lot easier. Because we're, I think, almost like 18, 19 days away till the end. So if you don't start it now, yeah. you're going to get to the point where you're like, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. So, Yeah, for me, I'm not even really kind of chasing it. I'm just playing and just having a good time. <clears throat> I wasn't really too you know, concerned right now. I mean, I like the armor. It looks cool, but... It's not the coolest uh, looking not... armor. No, it's not. It's definitely not the coolest, and I don't really care about any any other armor besides interceptor armor. So, because um, that's that's all I use. So, <laughs> um, it's tough when you know. That's also why I really liked this week's story because it was about an interceptor, and <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so and again, like to get back to the like to the update. So the tyrant mine, like as as I predicted, the thing's broken and they had to fix it, and that's why we had not seen it yet. Um, that should be coming back around. So everyone that's excited to go back into the Tyrant Mine, um, personally my favorite stronghold. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, puzzles they add in there that you have to step on blocks or do matching games or whatever. It'll be interesting to see what that is. Um, I mean, if it's the exact same as it was in the PTS, it's just the one puzzle that's 
up in the secret passageways, you, you fly oh, that's right. before you the waterfall. The, yeah, pull the symbols off the floor and throw them down on the ground. I yep. I hope it's not exact. Well, it's probably going to be exactly the same. What are we talking about? So, yeah, so the compensation is <laughs> coming in. So wait for the compensation. Um, the armor sets are... <laughs> Uh, my guess again, the armor sets are going to be delayed until the new quarter so that we can have revenue in the new quarter, but that's just my speculation and thinking about that. Um, they're not here yet. We only have like two weeks left, so they're going to have to sell them pretty soon unless they just offer all of them at the same time, like they did with the, um, Mass Effect armor sets. So if, if that's the reason why they're, I really wish that this stuff would have been released at the beginning. Because at the beginning of the event, that's when you want to look cool. It like kind of sucks that you're going to look cool at the end of the event. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, and now we got free play, and then a lot less people are going to be playing because the event's over. But, hey. Are you saying you have know. trust issues, Stephen? Yes, I have, have trust? serious trust issues. And these are like the things that I think about. It's like, when you go down the list of why would they do this, um, because it'll make them tons of money, because they're one... For the Colossus, is the coolest looking Colossus set, like, bar none, right? Yeah, it is. Um, the Ranger <clears throat> looks really cool. The Interceptor and the Storm, um, not as cool. But, I yeah, mean, you can't okay. have the coolest armor all the time. So, congratulations to the Colossus yeah. for finally having one cool looking set of armor. Yay! Um, so, yeah. So, they're going to make a ton of money off of it. And, you know, for them, you put it in another quarter and it looks better on the balance sheet and you're good to go. Like, it sucks for us as players. But, then again, maybe we're going to get something in the future... Again, I, I'm still speculating that we don't get anything just because we haven't heard anything and there's been no talk. There's been there's been nothing about it. I mean, there's the last time we had an update on from the blog, I think was back in May. It's been like two hundred and forty odd century, days. man. That was so long ago. It was last the last century. century so, <laughs> all right. So they were releasing the new armor sets, and they said thank you for playing Ice Tide. And a couple other things that we had. So, Tal, so JD, you want to read the announcement that Tal made on on the Twitter? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tal Peleg, uh, who was the cinematic animation director, uh, left Bioware. He uh, this, this was a tweet, right? He yep. Yes. Out a tweet. Yeah. Uh, he goes farewell and thanks for uh, for great four years, four great years at Bioware. Grateful to have animated on MEA, Mass Effect Andromeda, and directed cinematics on Anthem Game, a gorgeous IP I will always hold dear to my heart. Special shout out to all the loyal, awesome fans along the way. Here's to a new, exciting adventure. Yeah. um... Go ahead, JD. Oh, I was was going to say, I'm really bummed he's leaving, you know, um... Uh, I, I like the cinematics in Andromeda. I like the cinematics in Anthem. Like that was one thing about both of those games that um, I don't feel like were ever really in question in terms of quality. They were probably one of the best parts about both games. And uh, you know, it's, it's 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 sad to lose him, but I do hope that no matter where he goes, uh, uh, that he has like the best of luck. He's a he's a very talented individual. Yeah, and you should go check out his stuff on talpelic.com. Like, the the animations that they have for Owen, I don't know why Owen stands out so much more than every other character. It's probably because he's more animated, like, just facial expressions, body, like, the way they captured him. Like, I mean, yeah, it's probably some of the best animations that we've seen in games. I mean, the dude worked on um, the Uncharted series, and you can see his talent there. And so, best of luck to Tal, you know. 
we hope that we get to see some of the animations that he's worked on for whatever's next in the future, and that'll be exciting. So I really liked Al. He was a he was one of the developers that would you know uh, post about playing Anthem on the PlayStation. He was a Dirty Colossus main, um, so I'm sure he'll be excited for the new for the new oh. armor. But um, Dirty yeah. Colossus main. So everyone oh, go man. send Tal some love, man. I, that guy's got some serious talent, and he, he ran a team that you know that the animation and cinematics team was pretty impressive. I really liked all the stuff that they did, even making the stupid um, Shaper extension cord look like a giant snake for the uh, Emerald Abyss um, cinematic that we had during Season of Skulls was pretty awesome. I mean, it's hard to make those things look scary, and they made them look scary, so good on them. <laughs> all right, so w- real quick, I just I have a I have a nit to pick or a bone to pick or something like leaderboard clarification. We talked about leaderboards a lot last time. Just because the leaderboards are broken right now and you know filled with people that are exploiting the game does not mean that they should just like give up on putting rewards there because i really want rewards cosmetic rewards put behind the leaderboards right like top 500 people should get some sick armor set the top 1000 people should get an armor set that looks kind of sick but not as sick and so on until you have like the top 5000 people and that way you get people actually playing those for the direct purpose of gaining something you get more people engaged yeah Right now, the leaderboard doesn't mean anything because there's no, there's nothing attached to it. Like, you can be number one, and you'll get a shout-out on the EA forums. That's cool. Seven people go there. I see the same seven people all the time every day that I go there. Like, I get to know these people. Like, I, I know them by name. It's like, hey, I saw this, one, this person post. Other than that, it doesn't mean much. Like, there is a group of people that they are in a race for that top spot. To those people, number one means a lot. And I'm glad it does. Like, even if they are exploiting it, they're in a race against each other to be the best. They're they're the best at what they do right now, even though what they do is exploiting. That's fine. They're not cheating. It's an exploit in the game. Like, if Bioware decides to fix that, then those same people will not get upset and leave the game. Those same people that are vying for spot number one will just find the next best way to do that content. Right? Yep. Because that's what those people do. That is their drive for the game. To be on top. They're not cheaters. They're not ruining the experience for everyone else. Like, I'm, there are some people that are say, because they're exploiting and I can't be at the top, it's ruined for me. Those people would still be above you. Like, yeah. no question about it. Those people would find the best way, the most efficient way, to get the most points on those leaderboards. So, like, saying that if they stopped exploiting, they wouldn't be there, that's, that's, that's yeah. a silly argument. They would be there, no matter what. Because they, that's what they want. They just want it more. And they found a way to do it. All right? Like, if you wanted it that bad, you'd be like, oh, I broke through the wall. If I break through the wall here, I can be the top one. Bioware can choose to fix that stuff in the future. They're not going to do it in 1.0. There's, there's no way that they do it in 1.0. All right? There's not enough. They want to keep the people playing that are playing right now. They can choose to fix the exploits. Or people can choose to, like, get on the same page with them and do them. Hopefully they choose to fix them. I'm sure there will be some exploits that they say it's not worth our time fixing. There will be some exploits like busting through the floor that says, yeah, it's probably worth us fixing this. And if they take the time to do that, fine, that's great. They can do that. But just because it's broken now does not mean we should just like throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Leaderboards are a good idea. Let's fix it. What? Let's put some rewards out with it. And then it'll be a great addition to the game. All right. 
Um, let's see. So we had two stories that released for Anthem stuff. So Jay Watamaniuk on the 9th put out his story titled Troublemaker, which follows um, freelancer Rife. And there, it's a really fun story from Jay. Jay's a really talented writer. There's one specific excerpt from this thing that I would like to read because I encourage everyone else to go read the thing in its entirety because it's a lot of fun. All right. So this is from Freelancer Rife. <laughs> so slapping her pistol back in place, she pulled out the big guns, which weren't guns at all. But Nelly, an electrified sword. Where the F are our swords already? Like, when are it we going to get when are we gonna <laughs> get our sword? <laughs> Right? I know, like, you know, when we talked to John a long time ago, he said, all right, we're not going to get swords. But you can't keep teasing us with this. Like, we need the, we need melee weapons in the game. Mike, how, how bad do you want melee weapons in the game? Especially, this is like on a ranger. This is a named sword. It's an electrified sword. Where is this in the game? I'm going to take a I don't now. think it's in the game, and I don't think it's going to be in the game, and I... I think you put too much stock in having swords. You just had the best chance to say, if it's in the game, it's in the game. I set you up. I, like, threw that softball right to you, Mike. It's in the game. It's in the game. You care too much about swords. I don't, I mean, I think think this is kind of the thing where you're, like, you're thinking about it so much that you're seeing it everywhere. It's, like, written there. He wrote it. He typed the word. I mean, yeah, but... I think I mean I think uh, like... part of the game, especially like you say, especially for a ranger. But but it makes sense for a. I mean, so of all the characters, of all the jov- javelin, of all the javelin models, you would think that a colossus and a ranger would be more melee focused. Yet it's the interceptor. Um, so the interceptor gets melee. It gets to ninja kick things faces off and do mm-hmm. some. Cool stuff. Which I like. It's fun playing the Interceptor when I play the Interceptor. Um, and it would be cool to have expanded melee weapons that could be used um, for javelin across the four javelins. Rangers have shock maces. Um, that's the one I use. It's, I know there's more, but the one I use is the shock mace because I like the electricity. And so you get to throw that down on people, but it is very basic. It's it's a, a small stick with a little bit of lightning around it. A sword would be cool. Uh, we're already in. Wait, pardon me. We're already in third person. Where a sword um, animation looks cool. It makes sense to have a sword. It makes sense in the realm of the game that okay, we're we're building these javelins from scratch. We're using what's around us. Oh, here's a long piece of metal that I can sharpen. You know, it makes sense in the lore of the game, which is why I think it's there. It makes sense to have it in the game. I don't know why it's not there, but but like we say on the show, it's not our job to know why. We want swords. Get us swords. Um, so I agree with you, Steve, that there should be swords. They talked about it. Helena had one. It was very front and center in her campaign. And we saw her using a sword. So why not let us have a sword? But unfortunately, they're not here. And... I don't know if they're going to get here, man. Maybe 2.0. We can go for 2.0. All right, so then today... Uh, I've spoken. You have spoken. This is the way. So today we got another story, and this is from Jeffrey Campbell, and it's called Bountiful Hunt. And here's an excerpt, because I think everyone should go read this. This one is really cool. All right. So we we know that the Manticar 
is a creature in the game. We've never seen a Manticar. All we have ever seen mm-hmm. is the pheromone sack of the Manticar that we decided to eat for some reason just to show, like, hey, oh, we're pretty awesome, too. Oh. I'm going to eat this thing. Um, just because Halleck didn't want to do it, right? You know, the animation where <laughs> Halleck, like, chomps down on that uh, stinger? Really, yeah. All right, so this is an excerpt from Bountiful Hunt. <laughs> Description of a Manticar. So it was enormous, like two Ursics back-to-back. A cat-like body, long and low, with clawed feet. Sinew tail and thick muscles. There, the similarity to back-alley fort cats ended. It had a huge, heavy canine head with massive looping horns and a wide, thin-lipped mouth with multiple arcs of shining teeth. Its slate-gray body was covered in alternating rows of shining indigo scales and patchy fur. Five tiny, glowing pink eyes arranged in a diamond pattern on the front of its head. All five were looking right at her. So it's, it, I really enjoy when they expand on the lore of Anthem outside of the things that we've already seen. Like, knowing that, hey, there's this creature, the Semanticar. It's a very deadly creature. It killed a ton of people. It destroyed a whole village. Took out some sentinels. Like, this is the type of lore that I really enjoy reading about. It just makes everything bigger. There's this lone um, person flying an interceptor um, that, you know, I, I won't spoil it all, but it's a really good read. It's a really fun read. So, congrats to Jeffrey um, being able to write the story. And I'm glad we're getting stories like this because I, I just want more lore from Anthem. And they, they touch on, you know, places that we haven't been in the world. So it's Places and people we don't know. So, obviously, cool the Sentinel story knew because it's in the story. But I mean, there's so much. It just it's, it makes me sad because it's like, oh, why can't we have this in the game? You know, like give us yeah. cool missions and experiences like this. Yeah, I want to fight that thing. Especially since you know it's like, hey, we we've killed a, a lot of Ursixes, we killed a lot of Woven. Let's get some Manticars up in here. So, yeah. all right. So I think. Um, we have hit our 45-minute mark, so we could stop here. Unless, J.D., you had a topic. Do you want to save it for for the next time we record, J.D., or do you want to touch on it here? Uh, no, we can we can save it for the next time we record um, or whatever. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah, we we can save it, and that way we, we can end it here, and we'll give a lot of people, like, we, we really appreciate everyone in chat hanging out with us, listening. Like, our community that has stuck with us for all 113 episodes through, you know, the thick and thin of Anthem. Especially now, where it's like, you know, what do we have to talk about? We have to talk that we love the game. We know it has flaws. We know it has issues. We know it has potential. At, at some point, you're like, we know the game has potential, but eventually you have to realize that potential, right? Eventually, you have to graduate. Eventually, you have to show the real world that that potential can be fulfilled. You have a lot of people that, you know, it's like a kid in school. There's a lot of people invested in the success of children, right? We're invested in the success of Anthem. So we're going to offer the feedback. We're going to give it our time. We're going to spend those, you know, 300 hours. There's probably not going to be 2,400 hours like some people. But those are the type of people that are invested (laughs) in that want this child to learn and to grow and be successful. And we're going to be covering that. We're going to be right here offering the feedback. Sometimes it's going to be harsh feedback, but hopefully people understand that harsh feedback is it's there because we care. If we didn't care, we wouldn't offer any feedback. So until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm on the horizon and we'll see you on the other side. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>